You are listening to Cindy Uncensored Bible Podcast with Cindy Parker. Good morning, family. Welcome to the first episode of my first season. And this season is titled The Important Things. So each episode will attempt to answer a question that is going to provide us with information that's going to help with our daily walk with the Father. And the very first question is just exactly what does God expect from us? What is it that He wants from our side of the relationship? Now this is a legitimate and a very important question. It was very important to the children of Israel when God made a covenant with them at Mount Sinai. If you'll remember, they were from pagan backgrounds. And even when God called Abraham, he came out of a pagan nation. So their pagan backgrounds were full of numerous gods who were volatile, they were fickle, they were demanding. And the people struggled, never knowing what the gods wanted. It was chaos and it was misery. They went through some really crazy things, trying to find out and decipher what might the gods want because they wanted to please them. They wanted them to be to bless them and not curse them. So when God made a covenant with Israel, He took away all of that chaos and all of that confusion. And that's why they were so overjoyed at the Torah and at the instructions that God gave them. The law was considered a precious gift. And we see this all throughout the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. But if you'll just go read Psalms 119, you will see and read all of the glorious proclamations of what a blessing God's instructions are. So before we talk about what God might want from us, we might want to look at some of the background that will explain man's problem before he entered into any covenants with God. And we're all familiar with the story of the Garden of Eden and the fall of mankind how mankind fell out of relationship with God because of disobedience. And we also know that Jesus gave his life to rectify that problem and to provide us a path back to reconciliation with the Father. But something that we don't talk about very much are the acts of disobedience by divine beings that are also at play in the spiritual battles in the heavenlies and that the final acts of judgment at the last days will be a correction to what Satan has done and a correction to the rebellion of the other divine beings as well. And those spiritual battles in the heavenlies with the rulers and the the principalities and the authorities of darkness They affect our everyday life. And these are what Paul talks about often, and especially we see a lot of it in the book of Ephesians. And this correction um, will also be to give us um, eternal life. Uh, it's, It's part of the plan to give us eternal life 
and to give us victory in our daily life. What Jesus did was as much for our daily life as it was for where we will spend eternity. So when Jesus died for us, we were given the opportunity to make a choice. We could either live in the kingdom of light or we could live in the kingdom of darkness. We were given the opportunity to become part of God's family, to be sons and daughters of the Most High, kings and priests in His service. So we can covenant with Him now. We can represent Him on earth and share in the blessings that belong to those who are called by His name and those who walk with Him. But there's a problem. Most of modern Christianity has distorted this whole concept into a short prayer and occasional church attendance. And this is not what the Bible teaches. This is a lie. This is false teaching. And many, many are deceived. And we know that the Bible says that many will come to God at the last day and to Jesus And they'll say, we did all these things for you. And he will say, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. And it's because they aren't in a relationship with him. They don't follow his ways. They make their own way. And uh, so that leaves us with a little bit of a problem. How do we know exactly what God wants from us? So, We're going to talk about a couple of things, and I think the most important thing that he wants from us is to love him. He says in in Deuteronomy that he wants us to love him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. And that's exactly why mankind was created, to love and fellowship with the Father. That's what he wants. He wants the same thing now that he wanted in the Garden of Eden. He wants to live with us here on earth. But because of sin, that plan is on hold. But it's still the plan, and it will happen. The question is, will we be there? He also wants us to understand how very much he loves us. And I believe that this is the biggest mistake made by believers today. I think we are almost completely ignorant of just how much He loves us. If we knew the depth of His love, I believe we would automatically love and honor Him without the slightest struggle. The third thing I believe that He wants from us is that He wants us to be obedient to follow his ways. And this is all through the scripture, this call to be obedient, to follow him. Because the directions that he gives us all throughout the scriptures are for our benefit. He knows our every thought. He knows every inclination that we have. He knows every weakness that we have. And he knows that if we follow his ways will thrive in all areas of our life. But we struggle with this. And how come? It's because our old nature wants to call the shots. 
Our current society tells us we can be whoever we want to be. We can do whatever we want to do. It is all up to us. But that's not biblical. And it's why we end up so defeated and weak in our walk with him. Because we walk in our understanding, in our ways, and not his wisdom and his ways. I believe another thing that he wants from us is he wants us to represent him and show the world how good he is. He wants us to be his voice, his hands, his feet. He wants us to reach the nations. And the nations are those who will spend eternity in hell because they've been disobedient to his ways and to his offer of being part of the family. Now, that doesn't mean that we're all called to preach or we're all called to be missionaries. The scriptures tell us that we are each called for a purpose and the Holy Spirit has given each of us gifts to be used for the Father. We are also called to live a set-apart life, a life that is set apart for His use, a life that is a reflection of His character, His goodness, and His love. Now, that might sound a little intimidating, and if we're trying to do it in our own strength, it most likely won't happen. But Jesus said when he left this earth that he was sending back one who would be much more help to us than if Jesus stayed here with us. And that's the Holy Spirit. And he lives in us. And he's the one who can give us the strength and the power and the wisdom to walk godly and to represent the Father well. So the next question that comes up is how do we do this in real life? And I'm going to go over those few things that I listed that I believe he wants us to do, that he expects from us. And that is he wants us to love him with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. He wants us to understand how much he loves us. He has given mankind so many opportunities. I I'm telling you, if it were up to me, I would have given up on us a long time ago. He also wants us to be obedient, to follow his ways. And he wants us to represent him and show the world how good he is. So now we need to know, how do we put this into practice? What are practical things that we can do to honor the Father with our life. And so that's what we're going to talk about in episode two. And the question is, what should my life look like if I am following him? And how do I put it into practice? So I really appreciate you listening today. I'm so excited that you chose to spend some time with me And I will see you in episode two.